return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Morning. Turn to your neighbor and say, get ready. Turn to your other neighbor and say, fasten your seatbelts. We're going for a ride of our life. Pastor Jeannie's coming. Give her a clap offering as she comes. Amen, amen, amen. We'll use that too. Uh, we'll use no, the mic. This mic. Amen. Hallelujah. You want this thank here? you. Um, thank you. Seriously. Thank you. So I want to say this morning, though, too, um, as was already mentioned, that our condolences for Lenita and for her household, and um, due to a series of events, then um, you mentioned the worship team, but I'm so grateful that that as a team, yeah. um, we had each one lead a song, and that it's uh, really awesome. one of the themes of our, our church is that we're team. Amen. And so we can lean into each other right. when, when needed. So I am grateful for the opportunity, and uh, before I get into the word and the message, a word that's burning in my bones, I want to um, introduce some of you remember Mavis, and she's going to come. She wanted to give a testimony and a public praise to God of look what the Lord has done. So tell us what the Lord has done for you. Praise the Lord. Yes, um, before I left Brookings to Sioux Falls, I came here and I was prayed for, so I thought that it would be wise for me to come here to give thanks to the name of the Lord. By His grace, I'm done with my Bachelor of Science in Nursing, and I graduated with Honors First Class. And I, yeah, I just say this to His glory, and I just took my NCLEX and I passed, so I'm just grateful. Yes. And I have a job to praise the Lord. Thank you. Take my hand. So, Father, we, we rejoice with Mavis in this accomplishment. We celebrate. God, again, you've done it again. You've done it again. And I believe, Holy Spirit, that there's an atmosphere here through her testimony that someone will know that they can do it. They can reach their goals, the accomplishments, and fulfill the assignment that you have for each one. We give you public praise in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's stay in touch with Mavis and um, look what the Lord has done. Amen. So um, as was mentioned, also my husband, Pastor Dave, your pastor is is traveling. And so we discussed different uh, scenarios. And I said, you know, I've been thinking about a verse for about two or three weeks. You know, you know how that is when you just got this word in you. So I want to share today on God gives life to the dead. And I believe that there will be a resurrection life that will touch our souls. Um, What area in our life seems dead? We could maybe think of different things, maybe dreams we've given up on. 
but uh, Mavis' dream is a lie. Maybe a, a relationship or a romance in a marriage. Something that just seems dead. Um, family members, just hopes right. and dreams of that that are no more. But, but today, today, there's life. God gives life to the dead. Uh, maybe it's a desire that you have. Well, there's a stirring going on in the spirit. And most of my text today will be from Romans chapter 4. Um, as I just glanced over there, I remembered, too, I'm so cognizant of the gifts of the Spirit that flow here. And um, Brother Roger had a word that when people were coming in today, he sensed in the Spirit right. a heaviness. But he also declared that uh, through praise and worship that that thing would lift. Oh, and I believe, can yeah. anyone attest to that? Yeah, and I'm grateful for the gifts of the Holy Spirit, words of wisdom, awesome. words of knowledge, awesome. and and so many things. So let's go ahead and read from Romans 4, and we'll go through 17 through 22. And I think I'll just read it right off the screen with you. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him who he believed, even God who quickens the dead, the dead and calls those things that be not, say it, as though they were, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken. So shall my, thy seed be. That's, that's us. That includes us. Yeah. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was, say it, strong, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that that which God had promised, tap into this today, he was also able to perform, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God gives life to the dead. So God was speaking to Abraham, and he said, as it is written, he said, I have made you a father of many nations in the sight of God, in whom he, referring to Abraham, believed. And then I, I think it's so amazing this about your God, about our God. It says, he gives life to the dead. But he also calls things that are not as though they were. Now, are we going to walk in Jesus' footsteps? Be, be follow, followers of me as I am of Christ. So we, we want to do what Jesus did. We want to act like Jesus. We want to act like God. So we want to believe God. Amen. But we will also want to call things that are not just like they were. Amen. And, you know, once you've known the Lord over the years, then you, you know this. But it's so Fresh and, right. and so good to rehearse that we can speak things into existence. Now, Abraham, you know the story. He was 75 years old yeah. when he received the promise from God that he would become a father. Right. Now, the promise wasn't just that, yes, he's going to have a son, Isaac. But if you stop and think about it, it is so significant because not only was he having a son, he was having his descendants included Jesus. And so it was a uh, heavy-duty promise, and the entire world would be blessed through this son. And uh, God sent Jesus then 
Jesus came down to bring us up. Thank you, Lord. But yeah, I feel like it's easy to overlook what Abraham and Sarah went through. 25 years, brothers and sisters. What, how are we feeling after a week? Mm. Staggered not. Was strong in faith. They, when he received this promise, well, he was 75, and they waited 25 more years. I just want to release hope here today. I'm speaking to myself, but I'm speaking to each, each one of you who are waiting. God brings life to the dead. Imagine waiting 25 years and trusting in a promise before you see one hint. Come on now. Before you see one hint of it happening. Verse 16 says, therefore it, now this it is referring to the blessing, the salvation here. Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace. Thankful for grace today. Thank you Lord for grace. So that the promise might be sure. That's encouraging. The promises from God to us are sure. And it says, not only to those who are of the law, but those who are of faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. These promises are guaranteed. It's a sure word. Even if we don't experience them right away, it's tempting to talk ourselves out of it. And it's tempting to think that it's not God's will. But we always want to go back to the word. I know we have pastors in the house who say, what does the Bible say? We always want to go back to the word. So the first critical step that Abraham did was he believed God. Should we say that together? Believe God. Again, reviewing verse 18. Who, and this refers to Abraham, contrary to hope, against hope, he in hope believed. I'm excited today about God's word. It says, in hope, Abraham, in hope, he believed. Or you could say this. You could say, he grounded his faith upon hope. Let's, let's ground our faith today on hope. So that he became the father of many nations. It's inexhaustible. Look what the Lord has done through one seed, through one promise, through one man. Hope unlocks God's promises. We want to keep hope alive. Keep your hope alive. Keep stirring it up. It sounds so simple, yet it's hard when that reliant trust has to wait quietly in the background year after year. Many of you know what I'm talking about. Many of you walked through it. Many of you have seen your faith come to sight. And some are still between point A and point B is a time of faith. And some of us are still in between point A and point B. We're in a time of faith. Things may look impossible and hopeless. People may try to sway you from what we are believing for. Abraham experienced this too. But we want to ask, what? Helped Abraham endure 25 years of waiting. Wow. I just have to say long, stop and think about it. 25 years. Thank you, Lord. 
Romans 4.18 again. He believed God. Let's say it together. He believed God. Sounds so simple. Yet can be one of the hardest things to do. And I want everyone's ears open to this next sentence. Believe God when circumstances and situations are vastly different than what you're hoping for. We're going to purpose to believe God today. We're putting our spiritual foot down, and we're seeing the the faith level rise in our hearts by hearing the word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word, and faith is rising. Believing God is not passive. We want to practice seeing the answer. That's a whole sermon in itself. But verse 21 says that Abraham was fully persuaded. Can we say that about our lives today? I'm fully persuaded. I think we should say that out loud. I'm fully persuaded. We can be like Abraham. We want to be like God. We are fully persuaded that God would do what he had promised. God can create life where none exists. God's bringing life to the dead. He's doing that this morning. He's doing it through his word. It's... It's through the word. It cannot return void. So the word is being sent out today. And it is bearing fruit. This profound statement, Abraham believed in the God who gives life to the dead and and calls those things, calls those things that are not as though they were. I think we just need to personalize that. And ask ourselves, what are some things in our life that we could call things that are not as though they were? God gives life to the dead. He calls things that are not as though they were. God started calling Abraham a father when he made the promise to him. That could, could have been kind of awkward. Calling him a father who's not a father yet. But God went so far as to change his name from Abram to Abraham. There's an H-A in there that refers to life. Abraham means the father of many. All of this happened. All this was created before a child was born. This gives us hope today. He called something out in Abraham that didn't exist. He spoke of it as if it had already happened. We're taking the past tense when the future was still unwritten. How many of us, when we're sick, this might be some practice, areas we can practice, would we dare say that we're we're well? And I'm not talking about um, feeling like you're telling a lie, but you may have symptoms. But as many in this congregation have said, they may, those symptoms may be true, but they're not the truth. And we're going to lean into the truth. God always operated by seeing things and saying things that were not. And then they, then they came into existence. They came into being. He spoke the world into existence. Genesis says the world was formless, empty, and dark. But God said, say it, let there be light. From the beginning of time, God started speaking of a Messiah in the same way. 
to the serpent, God spoke and said, there's going to be one who's coming who will crush you. To Isaiah, God spoke and said, a virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel. To Mary, God spoke and said, you will be with child, and he will save his people from there. And then John records the word, became flesh, and he dwells among us. And we behold his glory. So God took all of those spoken words and he used them to create life inside of Mary. It's amazing. Calling those things that be not as though they were. God's creative power comes through words that give life to the dead. And he calls those things that are not as though they were. Maybe we have a loved one who needs help. Maybe we have um, relatives that are sick. And But what we want to do is speak life. Speak life over people's situations. Speak life to our loved ones. Speak life. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So we want to be um, in agreement with God. So everything that is being shared here today is really talking about agree with God. Can we say that together? Let's agree with God. Isn't that a great spot to be? To be in agreement with God. Abraham spoke life and he saw by faith. In verse 19, I saw five habits that Abraham had. And I I love that verse that we already read, but it says, Abraham was strong in faith. He didn't consider his natural circumstances. The deadness of Sarah's womb or his age. He didn't waver through unbelief. He was strengthened in faith, and he gave glory to God. Those are five great things that we can incorporate into our life. For 25 years, he had to call himself Abraham, meaning father of many. He had to tell everybody to call him Abraham. Call me Abraham. That's amazing to think of doing that for 25 years. Just call me father of, father of many nations. What are we asking people to call us? Just stop and think about it. Every time Abram introduced himself as Abraham, he was agreeing with God. That he would be the father of many nations, regardless of the circumstances. Can I just say again, regardless of the circumstances, how many in this room, we all have circumstances, but we're going to call those things that be not as though they were God giving life to the dead. It seems like a lie to say something like that out loud, even especially if it looks impossible in the natural, but this was the first step Abraham took in unlocking God's promise. He believed God. He believed God in such a way that he started calling himself the father of many nations. How do you do? I'd like to introduce myself to you today. My name is Abraham. How many children do you have? I don't have any yet. But he was the father. He understood that God creates a life where none exists. I feel there's something here in the spirit for someone today. God creates a life where none exists. Through the power of his words. Right now, thank you, Lord. God is creating life. Right now, Lord, do it in the spirit. Maybe it's a physical thing. Maybe it's um, emotional. It could be spiritual or relational. But God creates life 
where there is no life. And, Lord, we receive this life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're the God who gives life to the dead. Thank you, Lord. Life is rising up. Thank you, Lord. I, I'm going to prophesy that it's a new season. I'm going to say out loud, with agreeing with God, that it is a new day. That it's a day of, of life. It's a season of new beginnings. It's a season of life. God is creating life in your finances. Maybe that bank account looks just dead. Maybe it looks like you just don't know how, how you're going to go on. But let's just go back to the beginning. God creates life into any area where there is lack. Any area that looks dead and dried up. Thank you, Lord. Just see it in the spirit. Would you see it this morning? Just see it springing up. See the life. He's a life-giving God. The first step Abraham took in unlocking God's promise to him, he believed God. I just want to tell you something, too, that many over the many years now that we've walked with the Lord, it always gets back to his word. We want to say his word. We want to see his word. We want to speak his word. And sure, you might um, get with a prayer partner and say, you know, I have this situation going on. I don't know what I'm going to do. But then you always, you, you go back to what God says. And you say what God says. And he changes things. He turns things around. He brings life into areas that you thought were completely dried up and completely uh, hopeless and lifeless. There's life here today. He, Abraham believed God in such a way that he started calling himself the father of many because he understood that God creates life where none exists. What if we tried this in our own lives? Do you, wanna, do you want to make a note to yourself today? Let's just do it even more. I know we do, but let's, I want to go higher. I want to I speak the word more. And as I was thinking about it, it's like it's not, it doesn't have to be something gigantic or huge, but maybe, maybe we have a feeling like, oh, I'm just a failure or I'm worthless or a feeling like that. But instead of saying that out loud uh, or instead of saying, I'll never amount to anything, I'm broken, I'm sinful, we can use the words that Jesus yeah. said. Totally. Jesus says he calls us friends. Yeah. I'm a friend of God. Or we can use the words that Paul said, that we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Or we can use Old Testament verses that have been fulfilled in the new, that we're the head and not the tail, that we're above only not beneath. And let's just begin to say that I'm strong in faith, and I I stagger not at the promises of God. But I believe God. I believe in the God who brings life to the dead. Let's just continue to agree with God. And say that the Lord has given me the mind of Christ. Uh I can do all things. And Lord, I agree with you that your word says, according to the Holy Spirit in me, that we can excel and do even ten times better than all the others. (laughs) And I declared that many times over my children when they were taking tests. And we want to declare, we want to say what God says. And we want to say what God says about other people too. Amen? We want to say that um, I see Jesus in you. I, I see in you the glory of my king. And I see resurrection life in you. I see such potential in you. I see gifts all over this room. And, Lord, we thank you today that you're the God who brings life.
in areas that were dead. There's newness. There's a, it's a new day. It's a new season. Thank you, Lord. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let's just begin to say even more than we have already that everything that my hand is touching is prospering and is successful because that's what God said. God says that the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. God says that we're established. God says that fear is far removed from us. God says that we are free indeed with five exclamation points. And we see our our borders enlarging because God is the God of the abundance. Let's agree with God and say, Lord, thank you. We have an abundant life. You came to give me a life. (laughs) So you want to know that you have a life and it's an abundant life. And that you are empowered. There's nothing too hard for your God. God speaks life. God is bringing life to dead areas. God is bringing life into families. Thank you, Lord. I see, I'm see. i seeing a healing in relationships in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that uh, there's love and, and mercy in place of grudges. Thank you, Lord. If there's anyone here in this room with a grudge, just let it go. Yes. Let light fill you up and just let it go. And uh, Jesus will help you. So what if we made a lifestyle change? So when it comes to saying something like, if, like my husband, he got cancer report. What if then when you get that kind of report or infertility or broken, estranged relationships, we have practiced speaking life into every situation that we have a long history of witnessing the faithfulness That's of right. God. And we're able to create life through our words yes. where once only we only saw death, discouragement, yeah. doubt, depression, all those D words. I did a sermon with D words. But we, we have that ability to create lifelong habits. Everyone say amen. Now, verse 21, I want to read that again. Abraham was fully persuaded. What, do you, what does that mean when you're fully persuaded? Does that mean that you're, mm, like, you're, oh, indifferent or casual no. or you're kind of with it? When I see fully persuaded, I just see someone who's tenacious, someone who's hanging on. There's certain personalities of that. There's strong leaders here, and there's other personalities that you be more like a follower. I am more like a follower. But God, Amen. you shall receive power yeah. when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You Amen. shall be my witnesses. You shall be emboldened. And the word of the Lord says that the energetic, the violent, the forceful, That's certainly not my personality, but the Spirit of God in me, it says, we go after it. We take it by force. It says that we're fully persuaded. We're not going to let go until you bless us, Lord. So we want want some gumption. We want to care. I know I told you so many times about the little neighbor boy that came over, and I'd made chocolate chip cookies, as was my ways, for 20 years, and could make those cookies without... um, without a recipe, with my eyes closed. And so poor Pastor Dave, he doesn't get those much anymore. But, but there was a season, unless he wants them, I make them. But anyway, my neighbor, the neighbor boy came over, and I just made cookies. And I said, do you want a cookie? 
And he's like, mm. and I said, what? You don't know if you want a cookie? What? You have to care. And I gave him a little sermon. <laughs> Say you want it. Say, oh, yes, I want that cookie. I would love a cookie. In fact, I want two or three or four cookies. So, you know, we want to rise up and go after it and be fully persuaded. Care. Be expressive. Be thankful. Be, be full of, of uh, gratitude. And just, it says that being fully persuaded. It also means convinced. He was convinced. Well, that little neighbor boy was convinced then that those cookies were going to be good. They were fresh out of the oven. They were still warm, and the chocolate was melting, and we always served them with milk. Amen. (laughs) He was convinced that God, what God promised. What has God promised to you and you and you? What has God promised to me? I am so grateful to the Lord, but I'm not satisfied. We want to keep moving forward. We want to keep going higher. How many in this room want to say, see more? See more and say more. Sure we do, because we serve a limitless God. He's the king of all kings. We worship the king. He is the Lord of all lords. Abraham was fully convinced that what God promised, he was also able to perform. When you're fully convinced, guess what? There's no room for worry. When you're fully convinced, there's no room for doubt. You just know that you know. Remember the saying from years ago, you know and you know her. Anyone 50 and older might remember that. We know and are knower. We're fully convinced. We're immovable. We're unshakable because we know the God who, who spoke it. He spoke it. He said it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. There's life. We don't like to think about this, but it might take years before you see your answer. But what did Abraham do? We just read about it. You fight discouragement. Go back to the word. Do something for somebody else. Start practicing today. Identify a place where you possibly feel hopeless. And in need of God's help. Find a promise in scripture. Start speaking that life out loud. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. With long life shall you satisfy us. For you, Lord, have showed us your salvation. We declare that over our lives. We declare that over this church congregation. We declare that over, over your children. Amen. Over your moms and dads. Over your nations. Over your ministries. Over your classes. We find a promise. Speak life and faith will come. We can look to Abraham and he has a lot to teach us about waiting. Believe God and speak of things as if they are already done. It's life changing. I love being around so many of you that are people of the word and you, you say those things that be not even as though they were. And um, I want to just share a little bit here, uh, segue into, like, why? Why can we believe God? Why can we believe that he brings life to the dead and that he calls those things that be not as though they were? Um, Three things came to me. God is faithful. Let's say it out loud. God is faithful. God is great. And God is good. Thank you, Lord. Let's just lift our arms to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just take in a deep breath and receive that life. Thank you, Lord. Just be refilled today with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. May any heaviness lift and any discouragement, any weariness, be not weary in well-doing. You will reap because you will not faint. Thank you, Lord. We just thank you, Lord. We receive your power. Thank you, Lord. Just a couple things about this, about God. God is faithful. Now, when to be faithful, when to be faithful means you're dependable. Say, that's me. <laughs> you can rely on someone. Just think of it. God is faithful. He's dependable. We can rely on God. It is safe to put our trust in him. He has a sure word, and he will always follow through. That's who God is. The Lord is faithful. Thessalonians says, I remember these, reading these scriptures when I was a brand new, scared, young Christian. Right. And I thought, oh, Lord, how am I ever going to live a lifetime of faith? But God says, the Lord is faithful. He will establish you. I love that word. <laughs> he will establish you. He will strengthen you. He will strengthen you and you and you. You're established. You're not running in circles, but you're going where God wants you to go. The Bible says he will keep you from all evil. He is faithful. We shall hold fast our profession of our faith. He is, let's see, he is his God. Wait a second. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God. He is the faithful God. He's faithful. He keeps covenant. He keeps mercy with them that love him. He keeps his commandments to a thousand generations. Oh, my Lord. Thank you. A thousand generations. His love reaches to the heavens. His faithfulness to the skies. Thank you, Lord. He's faithful. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth, uh-huh. I will make known right. your faithfulness. Yes, Lord. says to all generations. Thank God for the generations. With our mouth, we can make known his faithfulness. God is faithful. Yeah. It's a good thing to praise the Lord right. and to make music to his name. Proclaiming his love in the morning and his faithfulness every night. Yeah. God is faithful. He's bringing life to dead things. There's a stirring. There's some movement. It's happening. There's some multiplication. It's growing. There's life. There's breath. New breath. New spirit. The spirit of God. These words. These words are bringing life into that thing. It's impossible for it not to happen. It's impossible for God's word not to be activated and to bring life and to bring new beginnings and new new fruit, new produce, new product. Your faithfulness endures. Here we go again with generations. To all generations, you establish the earth and it abides. Just a couple more things. Okay, God is faithful. Amen. God is great. We love Zephaniah 3.17. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee. He is mighty. He is the mighty one. He is the great one. He will save. And it's so beautiful how it goes on to say that 
He is singing over you. He's dancing over you. But it says he's the great one. God is great. Your God is great. Do you think there's anything too hard for your God? There's nothing too hard for God. Great is the Lord. Mighty in power. His understanding has no limits. That's amazing. Can we even figure it out? We can't figure it out with our finite mind. He is infinite. Great is the Lord. Well, a great God deserves great praise. Amen? He's greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. He is the Lord. He is a great God. And he is a great king above all other gods. His name is Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I just want to uh, uh, repeat a few things I heard over the years. But about the greatness of your God, yeah. our God can do anything. Amen. He set a bush on fire without it ever being consumed when Moses was called to lead the people. He made an axe head float on the water for one of the prophets, one of the disciples with Elisha. He caused the walls of Jericho to fall. When Joshua and the people heard the sound of the trumpet, they shouted as loud as they could. The walls fell down. What? He caused a steady flow of oil to pour from a cruise through Elisha until enough jars were paid for a widow to pay all of her bills. What? Pouring oil that never stopped? This is our God, the greatness of our God. He brought fire from heaven for Elisha and caused Mount Carmel to burn. Even though it had been soaked with 12 buckets of water, the fire went up. He made a dry path through the Red Sea. He caused the water to stand up like two solid walls as the children of Israel passed through on dry ground. Thank you, Lord. He put money in a fish's mouth for Peter and the disciples to pay their taxes. Thank you, Lord. He's a great God. He called Lazarus out of the grave four days after his death. He took two fish, five loaves. You know the story. He said he gave thanks. Fed over 5,000 men, women, and children. He put mud on a blind man's eyes, and those eyes were restored to wholeness. He cleansed the skin of ten lepers. One came back and said, thank you. He opened deaf ears. He restored missing limbs. He made the lame to walk. God is so great. Lord, thank you for your greatness. Thank you for your power. Thank you, Lord. God is good. God is faithful. God is great, and God is good. I just keep seeing, you know, like, I just keep seeing this life. Life. There's life. He's bringing life. He's bringing life. He's bringing life. Where you died inside. I know what it's like to die inside, not on the outside, but. This life, you're you're gonna you're breathing again. You're coming. You're moving. Your things are coming back together. Coming back together. Thank you, Lord. God is giving life. God is bringing life. Thank you, Lord. It's a beautiful sight. That just a picture. Maybe you can just uh, picture it. Get a picture of what God's doing for you and in your life, in your children. I just want to stay on this moment for a minute. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Beautiful multiplication. Thank you, Lord. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't give out. Just uh, don't be discouraged. God is good. 
The Lord is good. He's ready to forgive. He's plenteous in mercy. He's great. He does wonderful things. He's compassionate. He's gracious. The Lord is good to all. His mercies are over all his works. His mercies are over all of you. If there's condemnation trying to attach itself to you, I want to take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and just cut it off of you. Cut off, in fact, anything that isn't from God, just taking that sword of the spirit and just freeing you in the spiritual realm from any demonic trouble, anything troubling you. I know what it's like for uh, one year of my life as a pastor's wife to be troubled and to be tormented. And I had a few women of faith pray over me, and they said, this is a tormenting spirit. And that tormenting spirit spoke a lie to me, and, but instead of cutting it off immediately, I thought about it. Not every thought is your own. No. Discern. Yeah. And that thought came to me, and I thought I wasn't a Christian. Yeah. You're not a Christian. I was like, what? What have I been doing for 20 years? Right. But it was tormenting. Yeah, always is. And it's a lie, yeah. and it, well, it tries to hold you back. Yeah. And so it doesn't have to take uh, 10 months or a year, but... I, I let it, and but when I was going like this in the spirit, taking the word, the truth, and just cutting anything off of you, yeah. it sounds kind of strange, but I think you know what I mean in the spirit realm, yeah. like even the word that came earlier, like heaviness, when Brother Roger came, like, you know, heaviness is off, heaviness is cut off of you, lack is cut off of you, um, Let me finish these verses on God is good. We enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. We are thankful unto him. We bless his holy name. Say it for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to every generation. So I want to close with this, just going back way to the beginning to Romans 4, especially verse 17. We can trust the God who gives life to the dead. We can trust the God who speaks things into existence. We can trust the God to bring life to anything in our life where there's a need. So let's pray together and prophesy what God says. First of all, Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you that you are great, you are faithful. You are good, and that you bring life where we had given up some things we lost all hope for. But, Lord, we thank you that there's a stirring, there's a creation, there's a multiplication taking place. You've breathed life again into our souls. We thank you, Lord, that it produces good things because you're a good, good father. Thank you for your goodness. Lord, we would have all fainted had we not seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Let's all stand up together in his presence. Lord, we thank you that we walk in the land of the living. We thank you, Lord, that you have your hands stretched out to us. And, Lord, that your word says that we live under open heavens. So, Father, by faith, we are under your open heavens. And anything right now 
that we have need of. We thank you, Lord, that we receive it. We receive healings in our bodies. We receive restoration. We receive every need. We receive answers. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for spiritual eyes. Some of you are getting spiritual eyesight to be able to see it before you see it. That you're no longer daunted or affected or sad about any situation. Because of God, you know that God is moving. You know that God is working. And that you know that you already have the things that you have petitioned from the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We worship you today in beauty and in holiness. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for stealing the word. Let's pray in the spirit for a little bit here. Like a mighty river flow. Thank you, Lord, for touching people's joints, for healing people's limbs. Thank you, Lord, for touching people's feet. Eye conditions. Thank you, Lord, for healing our eyes. Thank you, Lord, for binding up the brokenhearted. Thank you, Lord, for lifting disappointment off people and that you're arranging a new appointment. Something was disappointing, but there's a new appointment, something new for you. Be encouraged. Thank you, Lord, you're plenteous in mercy. You're plenteous in all things. Thank you, Lord, for meeting every need according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for breathing life on every word that is spoken. It's your word, Lord. And, Lord, you said it won't return void. But you said it will accomplish what it's sent out to do. It is prospering right now in the thing it is sent to. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We love you. I just feel we should tell them, sing a love song to them. Somebody out there have a song, a love song? Well, I'll sing it with you. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship. Oh, my soul rejoices in you. Oh, my soul rejoice. Take joy today, Lord. Take joy, my King, in what you hear. We worship you today, Jesus. May it be a sweet, sweet, may it be, may it be a sweet, a sweet, just let that sweetness fill your life right now. May it be a sweet, sweet, receive our praises, Lord, in your ear. Everyone said, Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. 
Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.